Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Stack in the Box podcast. I'm Matt Verdam, and we have a very, very special guest. His name is Tyler Lockett, the star wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. He was kind enough to join us for about a 15-minute chat about all things playoffs, Geno Smith, uh, his injury and how he's recovering, and a lot more. It was a fun, insightful interview. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Stack in the Box podcast. I'm Matt Verderam. Today we're joined by a very special guest, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. And Tyler, uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Second of all, you had a pretty interesting day on Sunday. You guys had to win, and then the Lions, who you were eliminating, had to then win on Sunday night, and yet it all happened for you. Walk me through what your Sunday was like as you were hoping to get into the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, we knew that we had to be able to take care of business. Um, we were playing against a great divisional opponent, the Rams. And if it was any team that wanted to be able to knock us out, it would be the Rams. So we knew that we had to come to play um, we, if we wanted our playoff chances to stay alive. We ended up going to OT, <laughs> which is a little crazy. But um, Quandre Diggs had a big-time interception. We were able to kick a field goal to win the game. And then – the hard part came, which was just being able to sit at home. Some people could watch the game. Some people couldn't. And, you know, we were just hoping that the Lions can be able to beat Green Bay and Lambeau Field. And it's really hard to beat Green Bay, Green Bay there, but it ended up happening. So where were you watching the game? Were you with teammates? Were you alone? Were you a family? What was your experience like? So I was with my family and my fiance, and so we were just um, sitting down watching the game. And, you know, just cheering for Detroit. <laughs> so it's weird cheering for a team that's not the Seahawks, you know. But um, I was cheering for Detroit, hoping that they would make a play. It's hard because every play matters. And sometimes you got to take a step back because anything can happen at any given moment. And so, um, yeah, Detroit was able to win. Once they got that fourth down, I was definitely cheering. Is it harder as a player? To play a game that goes into overtime that you know you got to win, like from an emotional standpoint, is that harder or is it harder to have to watch a game that you're not playing in? Oh, it's definitely harder to watch a game you're not playing in because you want to be able to have a chance to control, you know, the outcome. And for us, you know, even going into overtime, we knew we still had a chance to win. It's just one of those things where you don't want to play tight and you don't want to be timid, but you still want to be able to go out there and play. 
And, you know, I'm just glad that we all continued to play regardless of the circumstances of how we got in overtime and regardless of how we went three and out. Like, we just kept on playing. And the more and more that we battled through, we had that chance to win. So it's harder just to be able to watch a game because you have to literally sit there and watch. You have no control over the outcome. You just got to be able to see, like, where the chips fall. You know, I want to ask you about the playoffs here in a second. But before I do, you ended up – crossing over that thousand yard threshold fourth straight year over a thousand yards obviously at this point you've established yourself as one of the best receivers in the league i'm curious though you got hurt only a few weeks ago with your finger where you had to miss a little bit of time how concerned were you when you had the injury that you were going to have to sit out at least you know the rest of the regular season or is that or is that never something that concerned you to that extent no i mean um you know a lot of people thought it was my finger i broke my hand okay so- yeah, so, I mean, just going through um, the x-rays, talking to the doctors and stuff like that, like, you know, they told me that probably the quickest way for me to get back was to be able to get the surgery. Otherwise, it was going to take some time for me to just let it heal. Luckily, I ended up going through surgery and everything went well, and I was able to um, to fight and battle and get back. You know, they said it was a pretty easy surgery, so um, I think it gave me – a great chance to be able to come back and be able to play with my teammates. And luckily I did. Um, I don't really know if I would have been able to play if I had surgery on my finger. Does it still hurt at this point for you to catch a football? I mean, I would imagine surgery just a few weeks ago in your hand, even if it's minor surgery, it's got it. You're catching, you know, you're not catching footballs from, from a six-year-old kid in the, in the playground. Like you're catching <laughs> NFL fastballs. Does it hurt at all? Or is your hand at this point pretty good? No, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, I think, the biggest thing is, you know, if you had any surgeries, you just deal with the weather change. And sometimes like that hardware can kind of like mess with you a little bit. But as far as like me going out there and play, like it doesn't really bother me. Like if I get hit in it, then it might sting a little bit. But I mean, for the most time, for the most part, man, I'm just going out there playing. I don't I don't try to give myself any excuses. Just if I decide to play and I go out there then you got to go play. You know, earlier in your career, you made first team all pro, your pro bowler was one of the best return men in the league as well, you know, before you became this thousand yard guy over and over um, as a receiver. Do you miss being a returner or are you thankful that you don't have to take those big hits as a return man? Like, wh- where do you where do you fall on that? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I've done it long enough in my career to where, um, you know, there's times where I could let it go, um, you know, if they really- to go back there and return and I can, um, you know, for the most part, I just try to make sure that I just try to catch it or catch it to give us the ball with ball security and just making sure I focus on that and stuff. But, um, you know, I'm just thankful that when I came into the NFL, I had that chance to be able to do it um, coming into the league at punt and kickoff return because not too many people start off as being that receiver. You got to just be able to wait your turn. And um, sometimes it just takes time to be able to get that chance and opportunity. And my fourth year, I was able to get that chance to be one of the top two guys. And, you know, I just took it and ran with it. And so, you know, a lot of guys get the chance to be that guy up front on day one of draft day or going into their second year. But, you know, I kind of had to wait four years. I think my second year I did get moved up to number two and I had a great game. And then the next game I broke my leg. So, you know, that kind of hurt too, but um, ultimately, man, it's just a game of opportunities and taking advantage of your chances. And ever since I got that chance, man, I'm, I'm just thankful and grateful that I get to see how great of a receiver that I could be. You know, I got to ask you, you're a, a K-State guy, and guys, Wildcats did good this year. Went out, beat TCU, 
Only team so far to do it. We're filming this during the national championship game. So playing Georgia. Uh, how how is that for you as a fan, as an alumni, you know, watching that that goal line stand against TCU there uh, down in Dallas? Oh, it was great, man. Like, you know, when we played TCU at first, we had a great chance to be able to beat them when we were um, playing at the Horn Frog Stadium and just dealt with a lot of injuries within that game. Um, we were up like 27 to 10, then they scored before halftime, and then things just started to change for us. So I knew that we could beat them. I knew that they were beatable. It was great to be able to see us win the Big 12 championship against them with that defensive stance, um, you know, on the one-yard line. And I think it was pretty cool that they got the chance to play Bama. Usually the big-time teams that we play are like Texas and OU and OSU, and this year it was TCU. And so sometimes, you know, you think those are the best of the best and you need a chance to be able to play some of the previous top teams just so you could be able to understand the caliber of play that you got to get to next. You know, before I ask you about the playoffs, I want to talk quickly. You uh, you were working with Vita Coco, and, and I just wanted to ask you, why are you working with Vita Coco? What about that that product, that brand uh, resonates with you? Yeah, well, when I first started working with Vita Coco, I think, like, our beliefs kind of, like, met, you know, in the middle of what it is that they're trying to bring and what it is that I feel like I want to be able to, to be as an athlete when you talk about – um, the magnesium, you know, when we, we go out there and we practice so much and you lose all this, you know, all this energy, all this salt. And so, you know, you got the magnesium, you got the potassium, you got the electrolytes. That's the main thing that we need, especially when we go out there and play and just being able to understand their vision. Um, you can literally get it anywhere, <laughs> like whether it's a grocery store or whatever, like for me, they send me drinks all the time. And it's just something that you could really be able to do. Like it's smoothie driven. You can use it for for a, a numerous amount of things. And um, for an athlete like me, it's important to be able to hydrate. And so I think it's just another way just to be able to try to take your game to another level. Now, I wanted to ask you, with the playoffs coming up, you guys are going to see the 49ers again, who you played real early in the year, and then you played only a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they were able to take both matchups. The offense for you guys, it's been a struggle. Only, only really a, a, a couple field goals before garbage time. Um, what do you guys feel like you need to do differently uh, to, to, to give yourselves a shot to go into San Francisco and in this time walk away with the W? I think just offensively, we just got to take advantage of the red zone. Uh, the last couple of games, we haven't been able to score in the red zone, and I think that's really the biggest difference between three points and seven points. You know, and as many times and chances as we get to get in that red zone, we just got to be able to capitalize and finish. I think we're starting to come along, man. We're running the ball really good. Um, we've been throwing the ball really good previously. Defense has been playing phenomenal as well as special teams. So, I mean, we understand that it's the playoffs and anything can happen. And so we're looking forward to this matchup. We understand that um, the 49ers have one of the best defenses in the league. We've played them twice. We know them. They know us. And so it's just going to be a battle out there. Now, with the Niners, everybody can see they have a lot of talent defensively. I mean, they, they got guys all over the field. But what makes them so good as a unit just beyond their talent? What makes them so hard to play against? I mean, a lot of system. I mean, it doesn't really matter who the players are out there. You know, you just literally get the same opportunity to go out there and play. They could switch people in and out. But when you have vets that's been there for three, five, seven years, um, a numerous amount of them, it's easy just to be able to put different people in certain people's places. And it's like they never miss a beat. Um, they got a great defensive coordinator. They got a lot of great players on offense as well. And so, I mean, you know, it's hard to be able – to figure out how to attack them because they do a lot of great things well. 
And, you know, for us, man, and we just got to be able to, to be aggressive. I wanted to ask you quickly, a couple more here with, with Tyler Lockett on sacking the box. Uh, Geno Smith has had an incredible year. I, I think a year that, frankly, maybe you guys saw coming, but outside of Seattle, I don't think anybody thought was going to happen. You know, Russell Wilson gets traded. It feels like maybe it's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a rebuild, but a reload in Seattle. And all of a sudden, Geno comes in, not only plays well as a pro bowler and a deserved one at that, what has this been like for you as his teammate, as somebody who's seen him work behind the scenes, to see Gino go from a guy who really has been a backup for a, a large portion of his career to now uh, getting the limelight and running with it? Yeah, man, I think it's really cool, man. Like, you know, Gino's been phenomenal his this whole entire year, being able to have an opportunity to be a full-time starter. A lot of people don't understand, like, you know, when you finally get that opportunity and you get that team that believes in you, and that wants to be able to see you succeed and that'll do whatever it takes to help you win. Like, you'll be amazing, like, what a quarterback can be able to accomplish. And so, I mean, it was just really cool just to be able to see Geno out there. Uh, we got to be able to build chemistry with him on and off the field. We've seen his approach to the game. We've already known um, his approach because he's been here for a couple of years. And so, you know, we know him, he knows us, and it was just great to be able to see him out there having a great season, being able to have a chance to be a pro bowler, and now being able to lead us into the playoffs. And so, man, we're very excited about everything that he's brought and everything that he's going to continue to bring. And, you know, it's been a great season thus far. No doubt. Really, uh, last uh, real question, a few quick hitters. What is the biggest difference for you, from your perspective, between playing with Geno's and, and playing with Russell Wilson? Um, well, I mean – I think the biggest thing is, you know, I played with Russ for seven years, you know, so there was a lot of chemistry, a lot of great things that we accomplished out there. Um, I got a chance, you know, when you play with somebody for seven years, it's like, you know, them like the back of your hand. And so, you know, you understand what a person is thinking when they're in the pocket, you know, what they're thinking whenever they're scrambling, like, you know, you kind of like have this weird sense of like, you know, what the other person is thinking, even though you're not near them. And so, um, you know, when you when you transition and have another quarterback, you got to be able to start from scratch again and be able to build that up and and be able to let go of all the things that you once were able to do because that stuff might not work for the next person, you know. So, you know, and then it's like some stuff with Geno, like you gotta you gotta be able to learn how to adapt to how he throws the ball, you know, like how he puts the ball, where he positions the ball, it changes how you run your routes to a certain degree. Um, do you speed up your routes? Do you continue to run after you beat somebody and get in drive phase? Like it's a lot of um, little things that you wouldn't really think makes a difference. But when you switch quarterbacks, those things make the difference between a big time catch or overthrow. You know what I mean? Or or an underthrow. And so you got to be able to work on that chemistry and figure out like what's going to be able to work and how y'all are going to meet each other in the middle. Awesome stuff. Lastly, real quick, Seattle's known as a very loud home stadium, and for good reason with the 12s. What is the toughest away stadium to play in? Uh, I mean, I think the 49ers is one of the toughest stadiums to play in. Um, you know, I think they have, you know, a lot of great fans. They're always loud out there. Um, I would definitely say that they're one of the one of the stadiums that's hard to play in. Um I mean, a stadium that I like to play in the most is Dallas, you know, but that's closer to home. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of other teams like KC. I didn't get to go to KC, but I know KC has always had tremendous fans. 
And so I would probably say Casey and the 49ers. Okay. And lastly, who, who for you, who's the toughest cover guy in the NFL? Who's the guy that you're like, man, let DK deal with him. Let somebody else deal with him. I, that guy, I, I don't want, I don't want to have to hit, go 60 minutes lined up across from that dude. Oh, no. Nah, I don't think there's nobody that I would <laughs> want to go against for 60 minutes. I mean, saying that, you know, who's the toughest corner and saying who you wouldn't want to go against. I mean, I don't, I think those are two different things because I, I wouldn't down for many challenge. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Who do you think's the best corner in the NFL? Let me ask it to you that way. Um, who I think was the best corner this year. I think Slay done a great job to be one of the best corners this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, I appreciate the, the answer. I, I like it. Don't back down from anybody but give respect. Fair enough, man. Um, all right. That is uh, Tyler Lockett, of course, the star receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, working with Vita Coco uh, and playing in the playoffs on Saturday afternoon in San Francisco. The Seahawks and the Niners, it should be a great wild card game. Uh, Tyler, thanks so much for hopping on for a few minutes. No problem. Thank you. Best of luck this weekend. No problem. Appreciate it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.